Three, two, one. Yep, that's me. You're probably wondering how I got into this situation. Well, it all started when we started a podcast called Sardonicast. Hey, everybody, we're Sardonicast. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, good job. <laughs> I'm I'm Adam from your movie sex. <laughs> okay, Ralph. I'm, I'm I'm Alex from uh, I hear everything. I'm Ralph from YouTube.com/slash Ralph. The, oh wait. Oh wait. Yeah, I think I think we should change yeah. the name to Rip the Movie Maker. Oh, nice Ouch. one. Nice. Um, Ralph's dying. He, yeah, uh, I have cancer, so I'm ending my YouTube channel. Jesus well, Christ. It's good, because, I mean, you gave a lot of other people cancer, too. So, I mean, now... Yeah, <laughs> at least I got to spread the love. Mm. So, why's that? Why's what? Catch people why? up if they don't know, for yeah. some reason. Oh, um, well, I'm not ending the channel. I'm just not going to do the Ralph the Movie Maker videos anymore, because... The series. I mean... This this series, yes, the the most iconic thing. Um, there's a well, my British friend. There's a lot of reasons. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's I don't I don't enjoy doing it anymore. That's the first thing. Like mm -hmm. I don't think it's okay. It's not as fruitful. Like I used to fucking love doing them, and now they're fun. Yeah. But it's like I there's only so many ways I could I could make an episode, and I'm just like. I feel like I want to do something else, you know? I want to yeah. do... That's fine. Yeah, I want to put my creative energies toward doing something else. Yeah. And I think what I have planned is going to... It's going to be fucking great. I hope it is. And I'm working on it right now, but... I know exactly how you feel. Except... Mm -hmm. What I've done is instead of is instead of stopping projects, I just keep adding <laughs> to the pile. <laughs> yeah. And so, right. like, thankfully, I've found ways for, like... The a lot of the content on my main channel to now be done quicker so that I can fit more things into my schedule. So like the quickies mm -hmm. don't take nearly as much time now that I have another editor working for me. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I, uh, I know exactly how you feel, but I have not uh, I have not given up on any of mm -hmm. my uh, projects yet. And I still do oh, enjoy yeah. and that, and creating like the longer YMS reviews. They they are kind of a pain at the same time, but I I do like making them. Um, oh yeah, I, I get I get what you're saying. It's just I'm at a point in my life now where I went to college for a year and I had to make money to support myself. Mm -hmm. So I did YouTube and I made you know a decent amount of money from it. But now I've I've taken a, a semester off because I have tons of credits and I'm going to LA in the spring for some for like school. Mm -hmm. And I just have this this free time where I don't really have to make money and I just. I can just do whatever I want, and I want to take that free time in my life to do something, you know, uh, more ambitious. And mm -hmm. you know, I can always go back to Ralph the Movie Maker if I want. Yeah. Maybe do like who says t two years from now I want to do another one because there's a movie that's so bad. But I don't want it to be this thing where I'm <laughs> doing it every month now because it's just it's exhausting. And yeah. YouTube clearly doesn't like me. They they keep demonetizing all my videos. They keep copyright claiming all of them. The studios do anyway. Uh, yeah, I get no support from them. It's like, why do I have to put up with this when I don't have to at this moment? You know? Yeah. And I have the podcast. I have you guys, which is fun. Aww. I love doing this. And I hope putting. I'm gonna put more, you know, time into doing this because we have some stuff planned. Yeah. We have some stuff up our sleeve yeah. regarding this podcast. <laughs> up my so, sleeves, yeah, up know. my sleeves, up my sleeves, up my sleeves. Mm -hmm. Anybody listen to yes. Death Grips? Yes. I love okay. Death yeah. Grips. All right. 
Guillotine! Yeah! That's the popular one. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the normal one. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the only one I know, like where I um I guess I, I, I do kind of want to turn this into like a larger discussion because I remember um I don't I don't remember if it was on Twitter or not. I think Alex you said so I think you actually there there was like an interview that you gave where you were talking about like YouTuber fatigue and yeah, the need I feel to, like I've spoken about it loads of times. Yeah, the need mm-hmm. to, to kind of like take breaks from what you're doing and you know, it's especially if you know your heart's just not in it, like to try and force yourself yeah. to to do something that you're no longer passionate about that that you yeah. once were. That so I hate like complaining healthy. about it because I, I I feel so sort of privileged and like lucky mm-hmm. to be able to do what like I'm able to do. Um, but what what not everyone understands is that there's a ridiculous amount of work that goes into making videos. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know. The amount of research and writing and editing, like, and and a lot of the time it's just one person. Like, Adams recently hired like some editors, but a lot of YouTubers is just one person. It's a, a huge amount of work. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think you're you're not complaining about how hard YouTube is. You're complaining that this is a creative process where you need to be passionate about what you're making if you want to make something mm-hmm. good. And if I'm not passionate about it, the the quality of the videos are going to suffer. So yeah. would I rather take my time and do something else that is going to be even more entertaining or just make inferior content, you know? And I just feel like I could do something else right now mm-hmm. and it would be yeah. better. Yeah. See, I um I have I have similar thoughts, I guess. Like I I haven't um I've always kind of felt that what I'm doing despite it obviously being my choice and despite it being something that that I'm still passionate about, I've always considered it to be work. And I've always been a very kind of like workaholic kind of person. So Mm -hmm. even if I Mm. have to like force myself in certain situations, like the the most of a um, hindrance, I guess, that will happen in terms of my creative process will be kind of writer's block. I find the most difficult part about making a video is right before I've recorded anything. So like I've got the video concept, I've looked through all the footage and I've taken notes, but like before I before I say that first word into a microphone, like I need to know which direction I'm going with with the project. Yeah. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's the part where I can really get stuck. But if I do get stuck and I'm like, okay, well I can't, you know, I I'm, I'm not being productive right now. Then I'll move on to another project. They'll be like, okay, there's movies I got to watch for my whatever list or like I could work on my music right now or there's some stuff that my editor sent me that I have to look over. Like there's always something that I can do to fill in my time. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. I have that too <laughs> where you just have videos on hold for months. Oh, yeah. I'm never bored. <laughs> yeah. That's a plus. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's yeah, always good. something I could be working on. I've thought about the possibility of like, okay, what am I, what am I doing in terms of like my long-term goals? And like music is something that I really am super passionate about and that I love doing. And, you know, I I think people will get a clearer idea of that once my album's actually out next year. But I I have this fear of ever letting go of this main channel, you know, like I don't know if I ever could quit my Patreon. I don't know if I ever could stop making videos in in that sense, Mm -hmm. like because it's a safety net for me. It's like a lifeline, like it's the entire reason why I'm able to do these other projects in the first place. And so I I have this uh, 
like apprehension towards even the thought of it, which is partially why I've I've layered on and piled on so many projects at once is because like yeah, it's I, I have yeah. the idea of cutting back is thing. a huge thing to consider and a huge leap to be able to even make if I were to make it, which I'm not confident that I would. Mm hmm. It's it's a hard thing. I mean, I had a hard time just coming to terms with just ending it, you know, ending the series. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed doing it and I loved getting recognized on the street. I love having people Photoshop me in front of fucking like stupid shit or Photoshop my face on a dwarves or whatever. But it's, you know, I, mm -hmm. I have to move on. I have to do something else. And I'm young, right? So I can afford to do these things and yeah. try different things. Yeah. And again, I could always want to come back and and do a Ralph the Movie Maker review here and there, do something else. I'll still be making like film related content on Ralph the Movie Maker because I I love mm -hmm. talking about movies I like, like that Ralph the Ralph recommends series. I want to do some stuff with that, talk about movies I like. But mm -hmm. I think I think what I have in the can is going to be better. Yeah, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> I hope. I think as long as you make quality stuff, I think people will will stick around. I feel like at the very worst case scenario, like if, if let's say I did depart from from doing my uh, film review focus material or from focusing on my film review material on YouTube, if let's say I mm -hmm. wanted to do music full time instead. I think I would still be able to just like sit down in front of a microphone and talk about a movie and send it off to an editor yeah. or something. Cause like, yeah, right. It's yeah. I, I'm I, I'm not doing my film review channel because it's something that I thought like, oh yeah, I want to do this for work. I'm doing it because I I talk about movies anyway. Like this is stuff that I'm already passionate about. Like, <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. you just put you put a microphone in front of yourself. <laughs> I'm not yeah. just going to film festivals because it's part of my job. It's because I want to go to them and I love movies and I love talking mm -hmm. about them and I you know I I would always want to share and express my opinion on on them. So it's. You know, I, I, I don't know how I could ever stop doing that realistically. Yeah. Even if mm -hmm. I abandoned, like, the concept of spending months at a time working on a single project just to tear something to shreds, you know, even if I abandoned that format, I could never stop ex expressing myself about this, this yeah, art form that right. I love. Mm -hmm. And that's more of what this is for me. It's like yeah. a format change, kind of, more than me ending... You know, <laughs> I'm never talking yeah. about movies again. <laughs> like I'm not it's doing that. It's better to do it on your own terms as well, though. Yeah, right. Like instead of burning out and resenting mm -hmm. it. Ralph the Movie Maker is now a Fortnite channel. <laughs> That's right. I'm gonna play <laughs> Fortnite. I'm gonna play Minecraft. Ralph the Gamer. The thing with Patreon, I ended my Patreon as well because the that's another whole other pressure is that you have to make content for these people who are literally giving you money. Very bold. Yeah, and I can't. Like, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to feel obliged to have to make something incredible every month for yeah. people who are giving me money, you know? I don't want that pressure right now. You know? Yeah. I'm going to mm -hmm. work on something great. It's like this episodic thing I have. And once that comes out, there will be ways to support me financially, sure. But right now, I don't want anyone supporting me financially. I want to, I want to do something. What about if people wanted to support you financially for the type of new content that you were making, but it wasn't necessarily a, you know, like a, a huge have to make one every month thing, but you were just creating consistent content? Or are you like, oh, yeah. when you say you're departing from your Ralph the Movie Maker series and you're doing other projects, 
Are you doing other projects that are YouTube related? I, I mean, like, yes, this, this, well, I have the Ralph recommends thing going yeah. on Ralph the movie maker, but then I'm also making a scripted series. I think it's going to be six episodes right now. We have written out six episodes and then I'm thinking we're going to release them and we kind of do what we did with Sardana cast, where if you want to see it early, you pay or you mm -hmm. support me. However, mm -hmm. whatever, however much money you want to give me. Because my guess is YouTube ad revenue is not going to be enough to support this this six episode thing I have planned. But mm -hmm. I mean, we'll we'll burn that bridge when it get when we get to it. But yeah. right now, I just want to focus on making burn it. six. Yeah, burn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just want to focus on making six fucking great pieces of content, and then yeah. I'll worry about that stuff after. So I hope it all goes anyway. well for you. Yeah, thank you. Exciting. I hope everything goes well for you too, Adam, and your your uh, album. Oh, thank you. I'd <laughs> yeah. like I'd like to play you a, a song. Oh yeah, yeah. With your recorder right now. No, but but. <laughs> I, yes, yes, right now. I was not, not, I was waiting for you to pick up the recorder. <laughs> no, I got something else. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone salute. Uh -huh. Fuck! <laughs> I haven't played in a very long time. That was emotional. Yeah, that was. Oh, let's do it again. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, we're good. I picture Adam with like a like a Canadian flag behind him. As he's playing <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> Just waving in the wind. The trumpet's one of those instruments where if you don't practice all the time you lose the the muscle in your lips and it just becomes impossible to to sound good if oh, you yeah? haven't picked it up in a while but <laughs> i felt i felt like your uh channel deserved a proper send-off so i'm glad thank to you have, uh, <laughs> i, I appreciate you. it thank you no problem <laughs> <laughs> any anyone else have anything else to say about youtube fatigue or that crap take breaks everybody like people are, who work like regular jobs they go yeah. on all day. They don't work on weekends. You know. Oh man, I'm one of those people yeah. that like I found a way to make pretty much every single thing that I'm doing in my life as part of my work. And so it's like I don't know. <laughs> I, I literally for the first two years of my channel, I literally just didn't play games. Like doing it full time, I just didn't play video games. Yeah. It was only until I was like, okay, I'll start a gaming channel that I was like, I'll, I can justify playing video games one day a week because it's like, oh, mm -hmm. now I can have fun and be productive and it's like the yeah mm -hmm. i've literally just centered my entire life around it in the sense that like everybody i hang out with is is you know somebody who's either like watching a movie with me like going to see a movie in theaters or is like a guest on one of my shows or something and like every way i spend my time it's like oh i visited my brother in montreal but i brought my camera so i could get footage for my music video and it's like i'm you know, even when I'm taking mm -hmm. breaks, I'm getting things yeah. done. And it is like, it is stressful. And it is uh, something that I would like to not do forever. But yeah, I, I enjoy imagine. being productive. And mm -hmm. I that's, enjoy yeah. getting things done. That's that's one of the reasons I never wanted to do a gaming channel or something like that. Because, mm -hmm. I don't know, do you feel that when you make everything part of your work, it, it, it stops being fun? No. Some of these things? No? Well, I mean... I feel like it would be for me. I mean, obviously we're different, but... I still... I, yeah, I love doing streams. I love hanging out with people, you know? Mm -hmm. it, it's just a way of hanging out, except just online. And so, like, there'll be considerations that I have to make in terms of, like, 
you know, I'll have to plan out which game we're playing next and have like consistent guests on the same games for it, the same episodes or whatever. Um, but other than that, you know, there are things that I'd be playing anyway, for the most yeah. part. Hmm. There's only a couple things that I'm not playing because I'm doing my stream. So like, I would love to play VR chat, but I'm terrified of getting stream sniped in that game and somebody just coming up to me with like a character made of goat seas, which people have done. <laughs> mm -hmm. And like getting my <laughs> Twitch banned because like that's a game you can't stream because you can't control whether or not someone will will show up with content that can get you banned for showing it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And that's what makes that game great. So that's that's something that is a hindrance, I guess. I haven't played VR chat because I only play games when I stream. <laughs> I have. Talk about literal cancer. Mm. VR chat is the definition of cancer. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's my review of that. I could go on forever about all the shit I'm working on, but I think we should probably talk about The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about a movie. Yeah. That's yeah. right. We all... So Alex, uh, sure. <laughs> last, <Yes. laughs> last episode, you were like, Dark Knight Rises sucks. And I'm like... I don't remember mm. that sucking as bad as it did. So we all rewatched it so we can discuss it with you. Yeah. Yeah. And? Um... And? I mean, you're kind of right. You're kind of wrong. <laughs> 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 so who wants to start with this? Alex, start. God, I can't actually remember what I said last episode. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's like a dreadful film. There are things to respect about it and like about it. But I was very positive on that film. Um back in memory back in when did it come out 2012 i believe um, but there, so yeah. there are too many um plot elements that i just find like laughably stupid um yeah. and weird weird things i wouldn't expect from a from a chris nolan film that stand out to me like i remember the editing being really all over the place um the music i thought was really weak as well and how oh, it was used um mhm mm yeah, we can go into that. You, in did a, you think? In a well, I like Bane's track, the uh, the chanting. He's, I guess he's that's the awesome, yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, I thought that I, was I cool. But then when you when you think about like it's it's used effectively in the opening plane scene, um, mm -hmm. but then that that final confrontation between Bane and Batman is just so. God, it's just so wrong to me. I love um, that in scene. terms of how to craft mm -hmm. like a set piece. It was it was, it was very goofy. And especially in comparison with the rest of the tone. If I take off this mask, will you die? It would be extremely painful. <laughs> You're a big guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> glad we're. I'm glad we're having this discussion because I feel like The Dark Knight Rises was a very like controversial movie when it came out. I think there was a lot of uh, fanboys defending it, a lot of fanboys yeah. fighting against it. So it's good settled, that yeah. yeah, the dust has settled and we're able to look back on it and just judge it as a movie. And I think it's pretty good. Um, I agree with a lot of the things you <laughs> said. I think the dialogue is pretty bad. I think a lot of the writing is pretty bad. Mm -hmm. But in terms of like a like a spectacle summer movie, it still it still succeeds in a lot of ways. I think sort of. My sort problem of with that. it is it has it has this real vibe as if like Chris Nolan really didn't want to make it. That's that's the real t like took away I, yeah. I got from it. Like it was like, oh, I want to go be making like original shit, like Interstellar, and you know. Mm -hmm. But he was logged on to another one of these. Yeah, well, when he wanted to make Inception, he said like, "I'll do Dark Knight Rises, but I gotta make Inception first. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so yeah, I can see why Dark Knight Rises 
feels that way. And also, how are you going to top the Dark Knight? I don't think you can. So I think Chris Nolan's, like, like the way he thought of it, I think, is he went the other route where he says, I think I'm just going to make a dumb spectacle movie. And I, that's how I see The Dark Knight Rises, as a dumb spectacle movie. And I think in terms of spectacle, it's pretty fucking fantastic. The stuff he's able like, to do in these action scenes is really cool. The amount of extras he's able to get. Really? You, you liked the action scenes? I, I did. Yeah, I thought the fight between him and Bane was great. I think the opening uh, plane scene is fantastic. The opening plane the scene is like the peak that, in terms of the action, I thought. Um, it peaked again when Bane fought Batman. I think that was a great fight. The opening plane scene was the peak of 4chan. <laughs> <laughs> Why is yeah, that? Yeah. You don't know Bane posting? No, oh, whatever. I don't. <laughs> I don't know Bane posting. <laughs> I'm out of the loop, apparently. That's funny. <laughs> it's there was a there was a point in time where the uh, film and TV discussion board on 4chan literally just turned into people reciting the lines from that opening scene and, and just basically oh, yeah? making fun of it, spamming every <laughs> post on the website for probably I don't know six months around the <laughs> film's release of just, yeah. just like if I take off that mask, will you die? It would be extremely painful. You're a big guy, <laughs> are you? And it's just I don't know. It's it's hilarious to me. I love Bane posting. Yeah, I mean a lot of the dialogue. Like I said, it's it's not a well written script. <laughs> I agree with you there, Alex. Audio mixing. The audio. worst. The worst I, I ever. Shit. You, you so had a bad. problem with that? I thought it was it okay. So Some of the worst bad. audio it, mixing like I've ever the... heard in my entire life. Yeah, it is that really? dreadful. Yeah. yeah. Oh. On my surround sound, it sounded goofy. What was your issue with it? It's, no, every time Bane spoke, it sounded like like Brock Baker was doing his impression on like a YouTube <laughs> uh, you know? Yeah. Okay. Basically, what happened is the test audiences for the film when they oh, yeah. released yeah, the yeah, yeah, initial that. opening scene and original trailer were like, I don't understand him. So they redubbed all of his lines and made it super loud. And it's like he's not even a character in the film anymore. He's like the narrator. Mm -hmm. He's not even in yeah. the environment. Like everybody else's voice is, is so normal. And his is basically coming from like the rear speakers. Yeah. You know, like it's I like so we I hate it. I hate it. It, it like, gave him this the, presence. The he's so much he fucking louder than everybody else. It's supposed to be a megaphone. How do you know that? It could have been. I'm pretty sure it's not it's supposed a half gas to be mask, a megaphone. Half megaphone. It could have been both. <laughs> you don't know. You, Batman has all this sophisticated technology. You don't think Bane can find a, a megaphone half like gas mask thing? Yeah, I don't think that's don't how know. it works. <laughs> You'd think Batman would be able to get a voice changer too. The, the amount of jokes that have been made about Batman's voice. And I still don't understand why they, they chose to keep his voice that way and not give him some voice changer over the course of the yeah, three movies. It's goofy as hell. It is goofy as hell. Every time he talked, it was fucking goofy. When I don't him know. and Bane were fighting like in broad daylight at the end, that was goofy too. I think Batman should stay basically in the dark i think whenever you mean where out, all the cops in the city and all the robbers in the city run at each other as if it's like <laughs> one <laughs> well they okay. didn't have any guns left right so what else were they supposed Rah! to do i was okay with that it was just and then batman goes like, up to bane and he has like this awful line of dialogue i forgot what he said he's like i came here to beat you yeah he's like no i came here to stop you it's like that's the best fucking thing you could come up with it, really? it's very strange because like the dark knight is a, a, a very thought out sort of understanding of of what batman represents as a character the sort of quiet detective 
and then you go right. to this, and it's the complete opposite. And every, <laughs> nearly every scene with Batman, it's like, why would Batman do that? He's like the stealthy, works in the shadows guy, but no, he's running at Bane in a huge like army scene. It just feels so no, hard. no that 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 was okay with that because that's Bruce Wayne's character at that point. He was like this crippled old man, I guess, at that point, and he was trying to like relive the glory days. As I saw it, he was a little too confident, and he thought he could beat Bane easily, because he's Batman, and he gets his ass handed to him, and I think that's kind of the arc he has. I mean, I mean the know? scene at the end, where he just fights him in the middle of the city, in broad daylight, around mm-hmm. a bunch of people punching each other. It just it doesn't scream Batman to me. Yeah, you know? that, you, you, that felt You think of him as more intelligent. In. You, yeah, because what, what is so strange about it is they build Bruce Wayne up as being this really fragile character at this point he is properly defeated physically so you would have thought for batman to beat this physical force he'd have to use his brains yeah i don't know how he got stronger than him yeah exactly <laughs> but instead of using his brains he just punches harder basically. yeah yeah and they never established he could train like he trained harder either breaking my back made me more powerful than ever <laughs> i think i think the biggest yeah. takeaway from this film for me is that it it really feels like a rushed product, and I think mm-hmm. I don't know if this has been confirmed, but I'm pretty sure that Christopher Nolan had intended to continue with the Joker as part of the story and had an entirely different yeah. script, and then Heath Ledger died, which I would have loved mm. if if we got more of the Joker in this film, and and that was the end of the the trilogy. That's what everyone wanted, yeah, and it's very unfortunate because like. I can understand why they wouldn't have just replaced him as an actor like they did with uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal and uh, Katie Holmes <laughs> or whatever. Because well, you can't replace no Heath that. Ledger. You can't. Exactly. So Nobody gave a shit face, when yeah. it was Maggie Gyllenhaal all of a sudden. I was like, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. I, yeah and nobody Katie cared. Holmes before. Who cares? Exactly. No. But if you replaced Heath anyway. Ledger, it's like, yeah, you can't. Like, that would be so not just disrespectful, but... Like you, you could, you wouldn't be able to top it. It would just be a wasted effort. Cough, mm-hmm. cough. Jared Leto, cough, cough. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much of the plot was changed, but it feels like it was just completely gutted after that point. Like, who knows? Perhaps let's let's make some conspiracy theories or something. Perhaps Christopher Nolan was just like, "Fuck it," and then you know, other people jumped in and and wrote this this script for him, and he was like, "Okay, fine." Like, I don't know. Like it, it really just feels like a rushed, thrown together product that wasn't thought, yeah, his heart thought out at all. It. You can tell. Yeah, I, I don't feel that his heart wasn't in it. It's just the in the writing phase, maybe his heart wasn't in it. Because how is he supposed to top the Dark Knight? And I just think he chose to make a dumb superhero movie instead. Well, that, and it because, works. Just because you make the Dark Knight doesn't mean that you can should rush a product out and throw it together and just I'm not like, saying rush I'm it. saying he went a whole new direction where he said I'm just gonna make a fucking epic Gotham story with all these different characters and all these different moving pieces and it's gonna be three hours long and there's 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 a lot of cool things in this movie that I think are risky that he did that I commend him for like how dark it is and how violent it is and how Batman in the Batman suit is barely in it and it's mainly about Bruce Wayne overcoming his personal demons and and learning to stop half-assing being Batman and to be Batman again you know I liked all that stuff the way you're describing it makes it sound like the issue with with the film 
was that they went a new direction and not that it was just thrown together and rushed. Like you could still. No, go I think the issue with the film is that it's a stupid. It has a stupid script. I think this, they went a different direction and the script was stupid, but there's still a lot of things I liked within that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just me, dude. <laughs> dude, every what? element of it, when you take it on its own, is 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 like quite weak. Yeah. Um, not every reaction isn't that great. It peaks right. I, I, I is totally not disagree with bad. you. I don't All like. You think the Bane fight in the middle? You yeah, think the yeah, fight I in the do. Bad? I do. I, I, in during that scene, I was like, wow, this is kind of like the, the 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 fight choreography was kind of embarrassing. Honestly, it was really clunky. You think so? It was super clunky. I, I like. It was very. It was brute. Even just like <laughs> just watching it without altering the footage at all, just like watching it normally, I was like, "Wow, he Bane swung over top of Batman's head, but they added a sound effect of punching anyway." Like that was weird, you know. It was it was a really uh, clunky kind of not great fight scene. Like like Bane, the sound design was a little over dramatic. Not not I'll just that, but like like okay, <laughs> he he like does this kicking motion and Batman does a flip over the over the little bridge thing lands perfectly on uh, as though he like jumped and and intended to do that like he lands perfectly meanwhile Bane mm-hmm. takes like a whole 5 seconds to get down like climb down the chain and Batman has the opportunity to do something at this moment if he wanted to like attack him while he was coming down but he, he doesn't and it presents no, itself Batman. as just like oh Batman was just like chilling there for the entire time that Bane was climbing down there we didn't show him so we just have to imagine like oh yeah he I, just I think that was got the bored point. for a little bit Bruce Wayne hadn't fought in like eight years at that point he had that busted up uh, leg and he was just overconfident because he's like, oh, I'm Batman. Who the fuck is this guy? Bane? Who gives a shit? I'll kick his ass. And he lost. I don't think it communicated so, it in that way. But All right. For for me, that worked. But I thought that yeah, seems like, okay. But as far as, okay, if we give you that one in the plane scene, okay. like, what else is there in terms of like spectacle action, mm-hmm. um, which is what you're calling out as being good? And not just action spectacle. I think the spectacle of the story itself, that you're watching a city being infiltrated it, by this terrorist organization, <laughs> even though it's stupid, sure. To get to it, though, it, the, it's it's what cool. What have to do is so stupid, though. Well, the cop, they, they, every cop in the city going underground. Yeah. Literally 3,000 police officers, they said. Uh-huh. Flush that, him that out. Totally. <laughs> I agree with you there. <laughs> but there is some cool stuff, like first the... What's the name? The League of Shadows. They had to like infiltrate rich people within Gotham and get their money to finance certain things. And then from there, they took over the the military part of it and they militarized their their soldiers. And then they broke everyone out of prison. Like the whole process of taking over the city and bringing it to anarchy was really That's, interesting, that is interesting to watch. Though. That yeah, is interesting so I, I enjoyed watching all that stuff. But they don't develop that at all. There's a huge time jump. I think that they skips do out all of that development. Yeah, you're I right. Think they, it would have been interesting when they take, to see when they that. Take over, but it just skips. They they spent yeah. a lot of time with with throwing in as many characters as possible and kind of, you know, ab- abandoning being able to develop the core elements that make the story interesting. You know, like when you have so many so many characters that you're throwing in, like I want to have Catwoman, I want to have Robin, I want to have Marion Cotillard. <laughs> you know, like I want to have yeah. all these different ones. This this an ensemble of random characters that we've thrown in. Yeah, and Bane too. It's like that was the issue with Spider Man Three. That was the issue with the Amazing Spider Man Two. Like when you have too many ideas that you're trying to do at once and you're trying to execute them all at the same time, you don't have enough opportunity to develop them in the way that oh, they and should Robin be. as well. 
Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And like that's, a, a lot that's of these where characters that you. they threw in were just useless and stupid. I didn't like Catwoman. I didn't like Robin. <laughs> I didn't like Marion Cotillard's character. You know, like they they all just felt unnecessary. And it's yeah. just like even even Bane I didn't like, but I was okay no, with Bane, it because he's Bane the I central liked. villain. Bane I liked. I didn't. I don't like Bane, but like I think Bane is I was a okay great with villain. It, you know, if if it were developed more, if we got like the core of what the story was trying to be, or the core of what made the story interesting, and it was just developed more, that would have been great. Mm-hmm. But instead, they just waste a bunch of time on shit that I don't care about. I agree with you that this movie has way too many characters and it's bloated with all that shit. But let's let's talk about Bane for a second because I think Bane is a good villain. I think Bane is the perfect villain for mm. like this chapter in Batman where he's physically capable of defeating Batman and also really smart and he has all these resources where he could totally kick Batman's ass. And the fact that Batman had to overcome that was cool. I think Bane is a fucking scary villain. What's his superpower? I hate how he beats him though. The way he beats him is so stupid. But what what yeah, you say, Adam? What, what's his superpower? He's just a strong man. He's a strong, <laughs> smart fucking he's guy. Like ninja, that's all. He? Yeah, he's, and that's what Batman is. Yeah. He's in the. He's a better version of Batman, basically in every way. And he's fucking pure evil. He's like there is not an ounce of like sympathy with him. He's just a fucking dick. And that was. But Batman never was beats him. Cool to, no, Batman, yeah, because at that point in the movie, Marion Cotillard is the main threat, which was stupid, and then Anne Hathaway just shoots Bane. That was fucking dumb. I agree with you Such there. Such an anticlimactic death. Why yeah. did she hate him? Like, why, why, was, she, why was she the villain oh, that was, all of a sudden? Yeah. Like, that was so weird. She said, like, I hated my father, but then you killed my father, and so now I hate you. You know, Gotham's not really that cool. I think we should kill it. Yeah. Stab. <laughs> Her motivation made no sense. If they had had, like, she had a really strong connection to her father, maybe that would work. But they they established that she doesn't at all. So I I don't understand what that was. And her death, too, when she's like, you will never see Gotham. It's like out of a cartoon. Yeah, it was kind of lame. Can we we talk, like, so I'm, I'm trying to understand like the mechanics of everything that was set up in order for the the plot to happen here. <laughs> they basically Bane had, you know, he has a bunch of followers that are eager to die for him at any moment. Um, yeah. And this has all just been happening underground with nobody noticing. Uh, he has hired a bunch of construction workers to mix cement and explosives together and mm-hmm. is the is, the idea is that like what for the past I don't know year like the city has just been unknowingly using concrete laced with explosives and thinking that it was just normal concrete is that like the I, yeah I think that's the conceit. but and and the construction plans of the city just so happened to perfectly line up with the areas that he wanted to explode to trap the police officers and like sure. does does that imply that they just renovated like underneath the football stadium like underneath the entire grass of the stadium like there was some massive cement based construction going on is that a new stadium that that stadium not exist before like well maybe they also placed explosives on top of it so it was like well the ground control demolition and then half the cement mixed with the explosives you know there was like a mix of different explosives it's 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 a uh, very very impossibly intricate plan to kind of pull off is the way i feel sure. about it okay it doesn't I... 
make that much sense. No, okay. Like, did did the like all the bridges were using that cement? Like, did those bridges all get renovated in the past year? We we're not even really given a timeline. They put controlled explosives on there. How did they get? I mean, they've just okay. They just uh, brought a bunch of explosives to the bridges. I guess because the Mm -hmm. police were distracted. Because they're all idiots. They were were all underground. (laughs) Adam, you've thought about this way more than Chris Nolan did. So yeah. I just want to know, like, the football stadium was a cool shot. You know, we got a cool mm-hmm. shot with the football scene, but, like, I'm just, where, how, when did they put the explosives underneath the stadium? Like, is, is there only a small layer beneath the, the, the floor of the, the, the ground of the stadium and, and, like, I guess a gigantic open area in the sewers below? Maybe. I don't know. That's not interesting. So, like, if that was in the movie, how they managed to do that, which I guess you could come up with some explanation, it wouldn't make the movie any better for me. It would just make it longer. I think the main issue with the movie is that it's just bloated with too many characters and a lot of bad dialogue. Oh, of course. That's my biggest issue. Yeah. And I think there's a two-hour movie in there that's good. And I like some of the characters he introduced, like Catwoman. Um, I don't like what he did with Robin. I think that was stupid, especially the fact that he made his last name Robin. Like, what the fuck is that? Mm. <laughs> like, where that's stupid. He knows who Batman is because he like felt it. Yeah, that was oh, eyes. that was so dumb too. I knew, yeah, I knew at the, the end face. as well. Did you remember that really weird bit at the end where he's talking to Commissioner Gordon and he's like, putting the jacket on a kid. I'm Batman. I'm Bruce Wayne. Oh my god, that was fucking corny too. You're Bruce Wayne. Uh-huh. Yeah, such an elaborate, like flowery way of, <laughs> yeah. of phrasing that. Uh-huh. So many and then, as if it things. wasn't obvious enough, Commissioner Gordon's like, "Oh my god, it's Bruce Wayne!" <laughs> Duh, fucking for the dumb audience. I I know that there's some sort of lore to go along with this that I guess I'm just not that familiar with. But like, what exactly was that like prison where all the dudes were that they were trying to like climb out of? What what was that? It's out of some pit. Like where? Put, uh, not just like not just where, but they, like they explain who, in the movie what kind of prisoners. Like is Bane's prisoners? Like he just this isn't like a governmentally run thing, there, wasn't like, he? Yeah, yeah I think I'm it's just, just people in that area. Like where? What know? is that? Where is that? Like what is the, what is that thing? It's just in a foreign it, country somewhere, and that's, that's what we understand about it. I guess it. it's more about what it represents more than right. the geographic relevance of it. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I, I like that whole thing, especially the parallels with him rising from the well from Batman Begins. It's a prison, but they give you a rope to escape. Yeah, because that makes because most people don't escape. It's like impossible almost. So it gives them this little ray of hope that they'll never realize. So, you know, it's torturous for them, which makes the prison even worse. I, there's I, that like was awesome. children born in that <laughs> prison. Like, why are people there? I don't know. Nobody You're knows. overthinking these things. I that's what I do. <laughs> I wanna I wanna know these things, you know? I'm interested. You should I just, Google it. There's probably there's probably some info on it. Maybe. Probably. Maybe. Did did you guys like did you like Michael Caine in the movie? How every scene he was in, he just cried. He was <laughs> that's just all disappointed. he was in the movie for. He was just always because they sad. probably realized the film had no heart and it's like, oh shit, we've got to have someone crying, it's the end of a uh-huh. trilogy. Oh, I have fire. Uh, <laughs> But can't we have one scene with Michael Caine where he's not fucking crying? I failed you, Master Wayne. 
There He's was literally not one movie. scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh there's a few Anything things else? in the Well, I mean, I've got I've just got a li- a list of like nit- nitpicky things <laughs> that I find funny. <laughs> All right. Go like, through your nitpicky things. I love I love that uh when he walks into the the football stadium, there's a conveniently passed out referee that has a microphone that he is wearing that's already plugged into the overhead system, like the intercoms that like nobody mm-hmm. had to switch over, and he's just like picks it up off the conveniently passed out referee. Not just conveniently passed out, but like convenient that he wasn't swallowed into the pit that exploded. All right. Like, oh yeah, so- I'm just walking past him. Hey, I have a microphone now. Like, what were you planning on doing <laughs> if he wasn't there? <laughs> Okay. Like you didn't, you could have brought your own microphone if you were planning this shit. I don't know if you, if you, I don't know. But none of these things make it a worse movie. I don't know. Like, it's that it's just that it's kind of funny. Yeah, I'm okay with that kind of thing. I love yeah, how uh, okay. when when he has the doctor and he's like, I'm gonna show everybody that that this doctor is the only person that can disarm this massive explosive. I'm gonna show everybody that he's dead. But instead of shooting him, he like snaps his neck. It's like if you're gonna if you're gonna try to convince to the world like that this person is dead and you know you're trying to make an example or scare them, you'd probably want to shoot them, not snap no. their neck. That was even cooler. Are well, you kidding? He snapped his I mean, fucking neck looks on fake. live television. It looks like, fake. That's how... yeah, I, like the, I like the neck snap. <laughs> I, I love that. That's Bane would totally not use a gun. He just fucking uses his bare hands to kill people. That's great. I, we totally disagree on how awesome Bane is. Bane, for me, is one of the best parts of the movie. Bane's laughable to me. He's such a goofy character. Really? Yeah. He's he's pure evil. <laughs> I find that kind but of he's scary. Not, though. They, show, they show he's got like a sympathetic side at the end, don't they? Oh, uh, with his... Because like, he's protecting um, daughter, Talia I'm, or whatever. Yeah, not right? his real daughter. Yeah, but okay, he's got a soft spot for a little then girl. Then he gets shot. Then he gets shot by Catwoman. But that, yeah, that's his one sympathetic trait. Did anybody enjoy the uh, street barricades that were just ramps? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was pretty funny. <laughs> that they implemented those and spent tax dollars on those when they're just ramps. <laughs> I guess. That you chase drive scene over them. after the uh, stock oh, it, market thing. I like that dreadful. chase scene. No, it's really? Just, I thought it was appalling, yeah. I thought it was really bad. <laughs> you thought edited. it was appalling? It's, no, I'm serious. Like... <laughs> They're driving okay. away, right? And then uh, it suddenly cuts to nighttime out of nowhere, and then they were the in that tunnel from... for a while. <laughs> no, it was it was the middle of the day, and then it's okay. Like... Listen, I've I've heard this complaint so many times. They're leaving the Wall Street Exchange. It's like sunset. They go in that tunnel for like twenty minutes, and they come out, and okay, it's like pitch black night, which is a little silly, but it wasn't so distracting to where I was like, okay, what the fuck, you know? Okay, well the. There's a really bad scene where Batman first comes in, right? And they play that iconic bit of music from The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Cool, whatever. Except none of it is earned. It's 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 very clumsy in its execution. Yeah. And he pulls out this weird uh, like electric gun thing that they don't really explain. And then it gets shot. And then it cuts to a policeman. And it's supposed to be funny. Oh, it's yeah. just a very confusing, like, weirdly structured like a whole action set piece. I think that the music itself was great, but the way that they used it was very, like, manipulative. Exactly, yeah. Like, it didn't yeah. earn itself being used in any situation. It was yeah. like, I was just watching it thinking, wow, this scene would be really fucking lame if there wasn't music right now. Like, there mm-hmm. wasn't anything yeah, exactly. to justify the music it's in cheap. the scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like at the end where he's flying away with the bomb, 
they just replay the music from the Dark Knight yeah, from that really that, tense, that brilliant corny. scene um, yeah. from the Dark Knight. But it's like, let's ca- recapture that magic by just using the music because it's just the music that made it work. So let's just plop it in. Speaking of... Uh recapturing the magic from the dark knight do you think that the original title wasn't going to be the dark knight rises but yeah. the dark knight yeah. was so successful that they were like That's no cheeky. we have to have mm-hmm. we have to have the dark knight in the title so everybody yeah, knows that, it's that the Dark Knight. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's what I I feel anyway. Hundred mm-hmm. percent, I agree. Think about what is actually developed in the two hours and forty four minutes that this film is is made up of. I know. Sure. I, I agree with you guys again. It's bloated, but I think there's a good two hours in there, and there's a forty four minutes of of bullshit. <laughs> but there's a good two hours in there. With but stuff every I good like. thing has something that weighs it down. Like you say, Bane is an interesting character, what he represents, and I'm with you with that. But then his conclusion is weak. It, it never really builds yeah, to anything. Sure. The, the actual summit of their fight is mm-hmm. is terrible in its execution. And then you go yeah. to well, Batman and his whole arc. Again, it's just mm-hmm. tied in with Bane's one. And then you go to Catwoman. It's like, well, ultimately, she doesn't really represent much, and she could be taken out of the She doesn't matter at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, she and really then, she's just thrown in. And and a similar thing should have been Halle mm-hmm. Berry. I mean, her characters her characters arc fit within the world where she wanted anarchy, and then Gotham turns in an, into anarchy, and she realizes that when everything has no structure, it, it's a bad thing, right? Everything she wanted was. But why is that I necessary guess, in the movie about? Right, it's not necessary, but it does fit in. I don't, I don't think it does fit, man. <laughs> I, I think it does it's fit. It's just, yeah, you are right when literally, in terms of the actual plot, she serves no function at all. She just has her own fucking thing going on. And I like her character, and I think Anna Hathaway's pretty good. It's just, she didn't really need to be in it. She didn't need to be in it. And it, I no. guess to, to relate to what you were saying earlier, when you say, like, there was a good, a great two-hour movie in there, but 44 minutes of bullshit or whatever. Mm-hmm. I agree, kind of, but I also kind of disagree in the sense that, like, yeah, there was some great stuff that was developed, but it wasn't developed enough. Like, I would have much rather had the same length of a film, but having the core two hours or however long the the core of the film is, I would have rather had that f- extra 44 minutes being spent on on developing the rest of that. I felt like what we yeah. got was underdeveloped, so I can't even call it great just by taking out the unnecessary characters and unnecessary elements of the film. Mm-hmm. Sure, I can agree that that things weren't developed as much as I would have liked, but they were developed enough to where I found it entertaining and interesting. Mm-hmm. And the movie, it, it always, I don't think it was boring. Like, it always had me. It would lose me at certain times, but then the next scene after would be something cool or, you know, a set piece that I liked. And I, I've, I forgot about what I didn't like about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a great movie. I don't think it's nearly as good as I thought it was when I first saw it, but I still like mm-hmm. it. I, mm-hmm. I hear your complaints. I understand what you guys are saying. I got you. Yeah. When you really break it down, there isn't really that much I, I even like about it. <laughs> like, it, you don't like the story, you don't like any of the characters, you don't like any of the action, and all you like is like vague plot ideas on paper that in execution aren't really fulfilled in any meaningful way yeah i mean what is left there's just nothing absolutely nothing for you that's fair i thought it was interesting enough and it was mainly bogged down by bad dialogue and characters and a bunch of bullshit Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I just yeah. like the scene where the man punches his back better. <laughs> but then yeah, in like the scene after, fun. he's on the rope and he falls down like 10 meters and it doesn't hurt his back. Whatever. I don't know why they don't just like get rid of the slack. I don't know where the other end of the rope is attached to. You know, if they just no if they just like pulled pulled on the other end of the rope and gave them some slack, then or got rid of the slack, then that wouldn't happen. I guess it's like attached to an area higher up, but then that would imply that that same piece of rope has been there for like fifty years. <laughs> I mean, right? May, may, yeah, a guy comes every once in a while and and, and like changes out the, the rope. rope for them. Yeah, like Bane yeah. shows up and repels down and like. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, someone has to come too to give like, them food. Someone has to come to bring them food and water and and change out the rope. Yeah. There's like a maintenance guy. <laughs> I love how Bane apparently paid this man a lot of money to keep Batman alive, but it's like, what good is your money down there? <laughs> yeah. like, why why do you care point, that you're super fucking rich when you're like living in this pit? I was like, you mm-hmm. paid me a lot of money to keep you alive. Like, what? What are you going to do with it? <laughs> that's, a, that's a great point. I don't know. Uh, I mean... Just that, that pit is confusing to me. I, I don't fully understand it. <laughs> it was supposed to represent... Batman Rising, okay? I get it. The Dark Knight Rising. <laughs> you're, you're overthinking it. It's a stupid comic book movie. Okay. Do you guys think this film gets a pass because Nolan directed it? Um, I think this movie's judged more harshly because Nolan directed it. No. Really? You don't think so? No. It's one of the like highest rated films on IMDb. Yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> really? look it up in the fucking top 250. See where it's standing right now, because that's very useful information. The I, dark I feel like the reaction to it rising. is very extreme. I think people, a lot of people just either sure? love or hate this All movie. All right, we got 1.3 million ratings, 8.4 on IMDb. It's the 67th highest rated film on IMDb. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. When you said that this was controversial, I didn't even really f- agree with you there. I think most people really love it, although in, it's considered in, the worst in my of circle. the three. It's considered yeah, the worst in my by circle, everybody. It's controversial. Yeah. Yeah. But I think people I, still I mean, love it. I mean, good for them. I think those people are just comic book fans who like it no matter what, some of them. I mean, but no, then the DC movies would do well <laughs> in, in the ratings. So. Yeah. True. I don't know. All I can speak for is myself. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Rewatching it now. It's no Dark Knight. What is? But yeah. I enjoyed myself. It was okay. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I give it a uh, very generous six out of ten. I kind of want to oh. give it a five, but what what brings it up for me is even though the music is used a little improperly, I still think the music is great. Mm-hmm. There are some select scenes where I'm able to feel like some legitimate exhilar, you know, feel legitimately exhilarated watching parts of it, I guess. And overall, I do appreciate, you know, the usage of practical effects. It's like relatively well shot for the most part. But there's yeah, just so much at its core that is just broken that I wish it could have been something more, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree with you there. It could have been something more. Yeah, it's a very wasted opportunity for me. Mm. You tried to go big... Yeah, that's that's the perfect way to phrase. You tried to go big, and it failed spectacularly, pretty much in every way. Like, um, in my eyes at this point, uh, I will admit, I didn't. I wasn't bored. I was oh. just sat there thinking, "Wow, this is this is dumb." I expect more of this, and and it was right after rewatching The Dark Knight as well, because I was thinking maybe I'll see things in that film that maybe won't hold up. But that film's still great. You can tell so much like passion and thought went into mm-hmm. structuring that film. And then you go to this, and it's like, wow. 
if Nolan's name wasn't on this, you would you could just like, <laughs> yeah, you could really just like pass it off as any old superhero garbage, like, and not even. Wow, I I don't I don't think that. You did say it was a, uh, a stupid superhero blockbuster, and the Dark Knight wasn't. Well, I, that. I think it was, it I was think above it. It's a shame that it's going to be compared. I mean, it has the Dark Knight in its title. How can you not compare it to the? And Dark the same Knight? director, the same writers. It's just it yeah, seems like a different it, team to me with the same mm-hmm. actors. But The Dark Knight is such a great, intelligent crime thriller. It's like you're not gonna, you can't do that again, especially when Heath Ledger's gone. So, I commend them for taking the route of making a, a sillier Gotham story more so than just about Batman, where it's this whole cast of characters. And there's there's some characters I like. I think there's some fun action. I think there's ideas they explore in it, like the whole system falling apart in Gotham just you know chaos which i found interesting but yeah i agree with a lot of what you guys said i'm gonna give the same rating as adam with a three out of five a six out of ten yeah so. i'd give it a two out of five wow well, i don't think nice. it's garbage i don't think it's like i don't know one of the what are some of the worst superhero movies like the spider-man the amazing spider-man movies or that the amazing kind of spider-man shit. I don't think it's 2 on that is level. great i it's wouldn't say so it's on that funny. level either because that film's really no. funny yeah <laughs> That, that, one, that one's like a awful. golden film for me. I could watch that uh-huh. a million times. Yeah, same. <laughs> I find it so hilarious. Do you think Electro's a better villain than Bane? <laughs> no. <laughs> he lied to me. He, he hates me. me. Oh, yeah, what the? Hates me. He's me. Mario. He's me. I'm mad. All right. Yahoo. Well, that's, that's Dark Knight Rises. That is. Mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, Six years later. I guess yeah. we should move on to our other film discussion. Uh, we talked yeah. about that for a while. Jeez, yeah. Uh, somebody recommended a movie uh, last episode, and we're going to talk about it and spoil the whole thing. So watch it if you haven't already, so you're not spoiled for this movie. What is this movie, and what is it yes, about? Uh, so I chose a film from 1990 called Jacob's Ladder. Mm. Um, I don't. I don't really know why I picked it. I was just trying to find something at least Adam hadn't seen recently and Ralph had never seen. Um, but mm-hmm. it's a sort of drama, mystery, horror sort of movie about a Vietnam War veteran and there's a whole mystery that he has to solve because he's seeing all these strange sort of hallucinations or you don't really know what's going on for most of it. And I mean where can we go without just going straight into the whole plot here um, yeah yeah do it do we like it first of all yes. overall yeah i liked it a yeah. lot it's ambitious in what it's going for i think it was probably ahead of its time a little bit yeah mm-hmm. um it's it's hard to put yourself into the headspace of like 1990 based on everything we have now and all the like horror techniques available to us and how fresh it would have been at the time and how impressive it would have been mm-hmm. um, there's still a lot of things in there which I, I thought were were really impressive and ambitious but um, mm-hmm. yeah I, th- I think some of it's lost to just it felt a little dated some of it yeah. I still Anyways. like it but I think it's a it's a standard execution for a movie made in 1990 right and I think yeah like the like the music was a little dated and I don't know, there's some cliche things, things that are cliche now that probably weren't cliche at the time that yeah. took me out of it. But I yeah, think at sure. its core, like you're saying, Alex, it's a really complex 
an emotional movie, and I really liked it a lot. There's a lot to like about it. Yeah. 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 I think that a lot of it is really well executed, and there's some parts where I'm, I kind of find it laughable at the same time. Like, there's some parts that are a little difficult to take seriously. Yeah. I love how, you know, when he's like very slowly walking over the train tracks, I'm just like, come on, what are you doing? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like yeah. we all know what's gonna happen right now. Stop it! Mm-hmm. Like, there's some cheese ball moments for sure. The first 15 minutes are pretty weak. Like that whole action scene in Vietnam, and it's like doing yeah. those those really those. quick zoom ins that look like they're out of the office or something. I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is this? This is I do really like bad. the opening scene though. I do. I kind of like the opening scene. I do find it you kind do? of like horrific in its own way. Just the I, I like the confusion going going on i I think they were trying to go for confusion but it just felt comical to me with the zooms and the i think the music i i I don't remember the music but i remember noting the music was bad it's the zooming that that was more than anything in that scene yeah it's it's very like did not a comedy zoom it was a comedy zoom yeah yeah (laughs) it's a development or something yeah yeah i i like that conceptually it's at this point in time, it's considered one of the staples of, of like a uh, trippy, I don't know what's happening kind of movie, like the characters uncertain of their own reality and, and you're left guessing like what is the real world, what is happening sort of thing. Like people are always yeah. referencing this movie uh, in regards to that kind of concept, even though it has been done multiple times since then. And I willing to assume that there are movies that have done similar things before this point at the same time just this is one of the more successful versions of that i guess and it is relatively well pulled off in the same time did it bomb when it came out i think so yeah i was reading the trivia and there was Hmm. an interview with tim robbins saying that um he thought it bombed because of something to do with the political climate of the time oh yeah it was about Vietnam and there was some other war going on when it came out. Oh yeah, distributors were like scared of it or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, again, it's hard to know without like going into the history books for this one. Yeah, I I don't know anything about that. It 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 does seem to be like a source for inspiration in many ways. I don't know if you guys noticed like the hospital scene and how similar that was to Silent yeah. Hill. Mm-hmm. Silent mm-hmm. Hill has included many references to Jacob's Ladder in the first three games that they made that are pretty blatant and they're not hiding the fact that they were inspired yeah. by this film, which I find kind of cool. Oh, okay. Well, I'd never played it. You're talking about the games, right? Not the movies. Uh, yeah. The Silent Hill movies. Yeah, I am <laughs> okay. talking about the games. The, the Silent Hill games. Okay. Yeah. I, I had no idea, but mm. you should I mean, play them. So pretty, I should, you know what? I'll write that down right now. I'll play the Silent Hill games. Two and three are awesome, but avoid the HD collection because they ruined it. Okay. You got to play how like they, the original ones. Well, uh, should I there's watch a, the movies? You should there's a very uh <laughs> thorough series uh from a channel called Twin Perfect on mm. how how much they destroyed the original games in the HD collection. Like the the information's everywhere, but that there's like an hour or two hour long video series from Twin Perfect detailing it. And don't get put off by uh the uh low uh, like to dislike ratio on the video because for some reason they were absolute idiots and were like 
we need to tell Konami how much you dislike the HD collection, so leave a thumbs down on this video. I'm like, that makes no sense. <laughs> that makes no <laughs> sense. sense at and all. It's like, yeah, because it like, makes people it look like people sh- don't support what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> right? And also, like, <laughs> some people are, may, maybe won't watch up until that point, and they'll leave a like because they liked what they saw. And it's like, you're not going to have, like, a full... No, no you're, you're, you're just making it less accessible, and people aren't going to find it as, as easily. Like, that's stupid, but whatever. It's a really oh. good video. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah, a really good breakdown. It. They get very thorough, <laughs> thorough and detailed, and I would I would recommend that that uh, review. Mm-hmm. Anyway, how much did you know? How much did you know about this movie before watching it, Adam? Oh, um, well, I I watched it once when I was like probably fifteen oh, or something. Okay. Um, so I'd seen it before, but I hadn't it seen then? it a long time. I kind of feel similarly to <laughs> to how mm-hmm. I watched it back then it's like what, what's kind of funny about this is when I watched it recently I watched it with uh, my roommate and he pretty much had the same story of like oh yeah I watched it when I was younger but now that I've given enough time now I can probably appreciate it more and there's things to appreciate it for sure and there's things that stand out that as an adult I'm like okay I can appreciate that in terms of like filmmaking presentation etc but at the same time, despite liking it overall, it is in some ways a little underwhelming. And I can see why it didn't click with me uh, so much when I was younger. It's because it's not yes, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew nothing about the movie going into it. So at first, I was like, okay, it's like a war drama, whatever. And once the psychological horror elements of it started coming in, that's when I really started to not fall in love with it, but I definitely got way more engaged in it. I think there's a lot of really disturbing imagery and horrific yeah. shit in this movie that's actually very effective. Mm-hmm. And and that's hard to to, to do. So I, I commend this movie 100% for actually making me feel that way. Mm-hmm. Some of them are very effective. Like I, the chiropractor doing his neck got me. Um, oh, yeah. I thought that, that was, was great. Just mm-hmm. like, it wasn't like horrific. It was just like, a, like a gross. Just oh, that probably yeah. fucking hurts. Yeah, <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. Some of the, uh, some of the symbolism was a little over the top. Yeah, yeah definitely. I love how he just flat out says, "Oh, the like, chiropractor's like an, an angel." angel. Yeah, and then, <laughs> it's like I got it. <laughs> and I love how I love how they repeat the line of like. Uh, sometimes you have people that lead you to heaven. The angel will walk you up the stairs or whatever, and then it just shows it. Mm-hmm. Like they, they kind of, I don't know. It, some of it felt a really uh, apparently it's um, not subtle. Apparently yeah. it's toned down as well. Oh really? Uh, like uh, originally it was going to be even more on the notes with that kind of stuff. So oh I'm yeah, glad it wasn't. Oh that, that yeah, wouldn't have been yeah. good. No, no, yeah. I mean, I, I think the movie's a little on the nose and a little cheesy, but not so much to where people wouldn't have different interpretations of it, you know? Yeah. Like, I think it's 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 enough, it's vague enough to where everyone has their own thing they took away from it. I totally saw it as a metaphor for PTSD, but that's just me. Yeah, it yeah. can be. I bet other people way. will have different interpretations of it. The the whole, he, he actually died at the end, and then it's him going to heaven, and the whole movie was like him processing his life or something. That yeah. could have been it. He was in like purgatory. Yeah, that's know. what it kind of feels like. That ending shot kind of implies that. 
No, but that could be all a metaphor too, because how I saw it was the PTSD, and I saw that thing as like how indifferent the United States military was to the suffering of veterans, where they would suffer with PTSD and all the shit, and they would usually die from drugs or something else, and mm-hmm. then they would go, eh, whatever, fuck him, we'll move on to the next guy. Yeah, you served your purpose. Mm-hmm. Right, you serve your purpose, and we really don't give that much of a fuck, which is what happened a lot. Mm-hmm. So, oops. There, there's yeah. definitely, or it's literally what they said, where they released some weird biochemical weapon <laughs> onto the soldiers that made them hallucinate. That, yeah, who that, knows? You know, maybe that's it. Yeah, who knows? And I like that confusion of it, to because there's a point where you don't know what's real anymore, and it doesn't really matter because you're just watching this poor fucking guy just struggle mm-hmm. through it all. You know? Yeah, it, it. I I do like that it's kind of open ended. And I do like that there's room for interpretation. I just, um, I don't know. It it does feel kind of repetitive at points. I really don't like his uh, his wife, that uh, the new wife. I really don't like her. Oh. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought yeah. they, you felt that way about it? The character, not like the actor or anything. Oh, okay. She was She's so like mean. character. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <She's nasty. laughs> right. I I thought they You're were. You're going crazy. I'm going to leave you. Yeah. Because, okay. <laughs> all right, this might be a weird theory, but there was a point where I started noticing she was acting weird, and I thought she was like an informant sent by the like the United States military or whatever, like one of those spies that, that, that kidnaps well, yeah. him. I was thinking that. So I'm like, maybe that's why she's acting like a bitch and acting all weird. Because if you notice, too, the, like, um, the lawyer calls the house like later on in the movie and she picks it up and then she's the one who tells him that the lawyer dropped out of the case. So I'm thinking yeah. like, oh, maybe she's in on it. Mm. Right? That that and which adds a whole other fucking layer to it. I feel like this is a movie I gotta watch a few times before I fully get it, you know? I, I think it's a it's an interesting puzzle. I like movies like that. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like the most uh or, or the biggest example of uh the film being dated is the character design of the main character because he looks like <laughs> such a fucking dork at this point yeah he does. but in 1990 you could like pull that off and not look like a huge <laughs> dork <laughs> you know yeah just he's just looks like the... as well. why does everybody want to fuck him he's he's a dork <laughs> <laughs> yeah he has like the the vietnam jacket I wrote a list of like I wrote a list of like cliche things that happen or like dated things. Go on, uh, good slow motion flashbacks like that aren't shot in mm. slow motion. Like they speed them up or no, they slow them down in like post. You know. Yeah. So it kind of looks like shit. They have like the melodramatic piano. They have the dramatic like heartbeat sound effect. It's like dun dun in the background. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. ugh, that's a little cheesy. They have um the helicopter propeller spinning in slow motion. So many war movies do that. And he's yeah. like being carried up. I don't know. There's stuff like that that really took me out of it. But overall, it's pretty good. Did you notice how the chiropractor was the guy from Do the Right Thing that owns the pizza shop? Yeah. Sal's Bizzeria. <laughs> <laughs> and did you notice George Costanza? Oh, yeah, of course. Well? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who's George Costanza? Seinfeld guy? I don't know. Hold on. George Costanza? What's his name? Costanza. Uh, I forget his real name. No one knows. Oh, that guy. Okay, okay. He'll always be the character, unfortunately. Uh huh. And yeah, Macaulay Culkin was was a pretty funny, uh, 
addition to the film as well. Yeah. Just, yeah. just seeing his picture. I, I enjoyed seeing him. Yeah. <laughs> that was a nice surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's not as um, dense and substantive as uh, no. as it's kind of made out to be in terms of the overall uh, cultural perception of this film. Like it's it's held up there, you know. It's a it's a title that yeah people recognize and people consider to be a huge classic, but it it still feels kind of lacking to me. Like it doesn't have for sure enough to make me consider it as such and i'll probably never watch it again i'm glad i watched it again yeah but i yeah, uh i'm i'm kind of just like oh yeah i i remember what it is now and i'm like kind of done with it really i'm actually interested to see it again i think there's i think there's more in there than i i think you're giving it credit for there's also the whole element where like americans like watching movies about vietnam and exploring that topic <laughs> You know, yeah, it's just how much of a clusterfuck it was in yeah. a variety of different ways, and I think this is one of the better movies I've seen having to deal with PTSD from that time. You know, I think it captures yeah. really well what PTSD must be like, where it's just confusing and you don't know what's real and you don't know what's fake anymore. You don't know where you are or and what's demons going try on. to fuck your girlfriend and you scream. Right. <laughs> uh huh. Demons try to fuck your girlfriend. I, I think you could interpret it in different ways. So, mm -hmm. oh, of course, I think that's why that I think that's why it's been, you know, championed for so long yeah. as this important film, an important movie about Vietnam. I can really see how someone could get a lot more out of it than I did. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. That's fair. That's what I was hoping for when yeah. um, I recommend it again because I watched it when I was much younger too mm -hmm. i thought oh, i must have just missed a bunch yeah because uh, yes. it's really held up on a pedestal yeah oh. it is that's that's how i heard about it it was on some film show or something they were talking about it and so oh, that sounds right up my alley and there is loads to appreciate about it i do like it a lot especially the whole sort of psychological aspect um i really liked how subtle the i guess i guess they are demons or creatures or whatever you want to call them i like that they mm -hmm. weren't because they weren't so overt that they, they could be laughable. Because imagine if they showed these like goofy-looking creatures, like puppets, mm -hmm. sort of wiggling on the screen. That could have been, that could have been a bit too much and ruined yeah. the whole vibe of the film. Um, yeah, I thought it was just enough, teased just enough that kind of thing. I liked the inspiration from sort of classic bits of art, H.R. Geiger in there. Mm -hmm. The whole uh, head shaking thing. Uh, that was really know, creepy. That was I so well that done. Was really effective. They filmed it at like four frames per second yeah, or something. It. Yeah, four frames awesome. and sped it up to twenty-four, and yeah. it, it is really effective. That that's the kind of thing that I was really attaching myself to in, mm -hmm. in terms of like the presentation, yeah. showing me something I haven't seen before or um, cool concepts. What's set trends? Yeah. Aside from that, though, uh, there, there wasn't that much else really f to cling on to. Yeah. Um, I thought mm. the, the the main drive of the movie is kind of the mystery aspect, mm -hmm. I suppose. And it's, it, it remains interesting the whole time, and then it's kind of revealed at the end. But there isn't really that gut punch you're, you're sort of hoping for. Yeah, it does kind of just end, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I was just imagining like a a director with more of a vision or flair or style, maybe. M. Night! <laughs> maybe not M. Night, but... Uh, I was, for some reason, I was really wishing for someone like um, 
What's the Mr. Robot guy, Ralph? What's he called? Oh, Sam, Sam Esmail. Yeah. I, I would really like to see something like this, some material like this, this kind of close, intimate story told mm-hmm. with that kind of presentation. I think that would yeah. be extremely effective, way more than what this film ended mm-hmm. up being. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. But I think most of that's just due to the age of it, you know? Like, yeah, I don't, exactly. I that's don't hold thing. that much against it. Yeah. It, yeah, because, I don't, I don't like either. it's just a movie from 1990, you know, <laughs> and that's just how they made movies at that time. So, I, but I it's can't like get too there are films that. like just look at like I don't know 2001, you know. Oh yeah, anything, well if you're gonna pick out like great. fucking masterpieces like that that are literally that's what timeless. I mean. I, I feel like yeah. buried within this there could be something that impactful. Yeah, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Quite I, I agree there. with you. If if it had been executed. By, I don't know, some auteur who understood yeah. that and understood mm. how to make something timeless, then this could have been a fucking masterpiece. But yeah. as it stands, yeah, because of that, yeah, because of that, like, eh, execution, it, it deflates it a lot. And I totally yeah. agree with that. Totally agree with that. I, I, I feel like uh, this is something that I probably wouldn't want to see a direct remake of, but I would like to see newer ideas um or newer films that explore the same kind of concept or same kind of tone in filmmaking style like i would love to see something like this that is just as um like confusing and and really captures what this film is going for but with a more i guess uh polished presentation and perhaps Mm -hmm more to chew on in terms of like overall arcs or overall uh characters <laughs> i guess yeah. or you know, give me something more to chew on in terms of the story well, apparently we're getting a remake next year so oh really yeah, it's on <laughs> listed there with the director and writers so jacob's we'll ladder 2019 you know what i'd recommend for you adam that's like that uh, Mr. Robot, like Alex said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Season okay. two, of Mr. Robot. Now that you brought it up, Alex, actually a lot in common. Do you know what I mean? You can yeah, tell like they, they took a lot from Jacob's Ladder, a lot of inspiration yeah, yeah. from it, but Which, improved uh, it in like every way. Yeah, improved it and in ways made it funnier, like sometimes, and made it scarier in other times. Right. Yeah, Special I could give it another chance sometime. Yeah. Special I show. Guess. It's ending next year. Good. Season four. That's it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so Adam never has to hear about it again. <laughs> you only got yeah, another year, Adam. Right. To... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fine. It was fine. So, uh, what, what what would you guys give this uh, film out of ten? What would we? Uh, uh, I was feeling a, a three out of five. Um, solid overall. Yeah. Had some weird things about it. One weird thing I have to mention is how. <laughs> I found it weirdly funny how Tim Robbins is so ridiculously tall and his girlfriend was mm-hmm. or wife was like five foot one and there's that yeah. shot where she's like looking vertically up <laughs> and looking yeah. right down. It's like, is this intentional? Because like you, you didn't have to do that, but that's irrelevant. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was right. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I appreciate um uh, the the minds it perhaps inspired and the things that spawned because of it more than mm-hmm. what I actually like about the movie itself. I'd still recommend watching it at least once, yeah. especially if you're a fan of sort of psychological horror and interesting, subtle ways of sneaking in scares and delivering a sort of mysterious plot like this. I think there's a lot of good in there. Um, that's sort of it, really. Mm. 
Nice. I, I liked it a lot. I want to see it a few more times. I have a feeling my rating might go down or up, depending. Yeah. You know, if I see it a few more times. But I really liked it. I think the execution's strong. I think there's some things about it that are dated. I, I agree with Adam that the middle kind of sags a bit and it mm -hmm. gets a little repetitive. But, mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's a really ambitious, weird movie. And for the most part, most part, it's effective. I'd give it like a four out of five. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I give it a six out of ten. Nice. <laughs> That's pretty good. But pretty good. No, pretty still good. I was uh I was yearning for more at the same time. That's fair. Yeah. I guess we should uh move on to questions. Yeah? I guess so. Damn straight. Question number one. Alex, <laughs> you had him. Oh no no! Question number one, then read oh, no, no, the question. No no no! No no no! Okay, I listen. thought you were gonna read it. No, if you want to ask us questions, from, uh, go to the Sardinica Humoro numero uno. Sardinica subreddit also. Yeah, make sure you leave some for us to answer. Um, we got on one here from uh, Domion Chilado, who says, "Can a comedy be a ten out of ten just on laughs and enjoyment, or does it need more?" I posted this one in the questions thread for episode 14, but I'm all the more curious how you three quantify this given the discussion around Punch Drunk Love being enjoyable but not life-changing, to paraphrase life, and I think Ralph and I think Alex. Mm -hmm. That's a big question. Can you... I, yeah. So, we're so can a can comedy be a 10 out of 10 just on laughs and enjoyment is the main question there. Uh, it depends what your rating system so. is, really. Mm, I, I mean, mm. if I were to talk about my own personal rating system, like ten, I wouldn't give something a ten out of ten if it didn't have anything to offer other than my own personal enjoyment. You know, I can say that I, yeah. I, I could call it my favorite movie. Even I could say that I love this movie more than anything else in the world, but I probably wouldn't give it a ten out of ten. But that's just because of how I rate things. I like to include. Mm -hmm aspects of the filmmaking craft in there as well things that i think yeah. are actually well done not just my own emotional reaction yeah i i'm i'm with adam totally like i can say shaolin soccer is a five out of five movie for me because i think it's fucking hilarious one of the most entertaining movies i've ever seen but i cannot rate it as like one of the greatest movies of all time like i can't say it's up there with 2001 or anything like that like objectively speaking mm -hmm. i can't say that so mm -hmm. it, it just depends how you rate things i guess although yeah. it's very hard for me usually to rate a movie a, a 10 out of 10 if it's just entertaining it has to be like mega entertaining to 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 reach mm -hmm. that level but like an adam sandler comedy or something like that or like I guess it's a bad example. What's like a good mainstream comedy? Like Office Space. Does that have to be good? Yeah. Like, like Office Space. Depends it's what really you mean by mainstream, movie. I guess. Yeah. Like well, Monty you know, Python like a... and the Holy Grail, that's mainstream, right? Yeah, but that's a that's a great movie. I'm trying to think. Like Horrible Bosses or some shit like that, you know? <laughs> like, 21 I Jump Street? I, I could never I read. 21 Jump Something Street, like right. Like, that's a really funny movie, but I could never give that a, a 10 out of 10. Even though it's really mm -hmm. funny, I mean, it did everything yeah. it had to do. But at the end of the day, I won't remember it ten years from now. You know, I guess yeah. it's, it's the same with like any film. Um, you can't boil it down into one thing. Like we were just saying with the Dark Knight Rises. Um, even if you do like some of the action scenes, it still has like other elements to it 
and if uh, if the other things are holding it down like i keep thinking about you know everyone loves the will ferrell comedies i'm always harping on about them stepbrothers and whatnot people find them hilarious you know and there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that but i find my bigger problems with them more than the man-child humor is how technically boring they are um mm-hmm. just terms of, yeah. in terms of the filmmaking you know Mm-hmm. So that's where yeah. I come down on it. It just depends on how much the elements resonate with you. you know? Yeah, certain elements resonate. You can with value you. different aspects of of filmmaking. Some people are, you know, completely oblivious to shot composition, and all they want out of a film is just a funny comedian saying funny jokes that they that resonate with them. Right? Where yeah. like if you're yeah. watching a comedy, that's that's what a lot of people want is just that which is why judd apatow is successful you know he doesn't really bring Mm -hmm. anything to the filmmaking aspect of the movie it's just shot reverse shot and there's funny people in it you know Mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah how does how is that relating to uh punch drunk love though the second part of the question Um, because because ralph and i when we were talking about that film were saying how as much as we like the film we couldn't give it above sort of a certain oh okay um, score because uh, it didn't have that extra layer, I guess, that we yeah. were looking yeah. for. Um, I get, uh, the only thing I contest with that is I don't think Punch Drunk Love is just trying to be a comedy. It has way more going on than mm-hmm. like yeah. fucking Step Brothers or something that's, that's trying that's to sell itself as a comedy. Say. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's trying to be more than just that. And with yeah. the Paul Thomas Anderson directing it, you expect a bit more, you know. And I mm-hmm. think it was aiming to be more than just a, a, a fun romantic comedy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it, it nails some elements, yeah, absolutely. But if it wanted to be great, I think it had to do something a little extra. And I don't know what that little extra thing is, but once you see it, you, you know it. You, you know? know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what separates, like, Scott Pilgrim versus the world you know, for me. That movie's mm-hmm. hilarious and well-made, like Punch Drunk Love, but the, it's got that X factor where you're like, yeah. this is fucking interesting. <laughs> what what is this? I've never seen anything like this in my life. Yeah. So, I've got a pretty interesting question um here from God's God Speedy Ubarry. Good name. <laughs> what are your guys' opinion on watching movies while under the influence of a mind-altering substance? Do you guys hmm. believe some movies are more enjoyable while high or drunk or should not be watched while sober in order to fully appreciate? Absolutely. Everyone should watch movies on drugs all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great experience. Obviously, don't do it all the time. Don't do it the first time you watch a movie. But it's it's fucking great. It's a good way <laughs> it to makes get every something movie else great. out of it. Yeah, you, yeah, you can it see is. Other things about it. Hey, ah. Sometimes you get certain things out of it that you never noticed the first time. Yeah, I mean, drugs like marijuana will you know encourage your brain to think in ways that you normally wouldn't if you were sober so there's some aspects Mm -hmm. that might stick out to you more about it or you might think of certain things in a different way or you might just be high and you don't know what the fuck you're talking about (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you know there i I get comments every once in a while of people saying things like rampage is a movie that i could only watch high (laughs) you know (laughs) Which like is they, there's there's people yeah, that, that just fair. plan to smoke a big bowl and then go to the theater and watch a shitty movie because that's they want to see it high. <laughs> I yeah. find an enjoyment out of watching bad movies when I'm sober, though. So, 
I mean, I don't well, need There's it. enjoyment in everything. Like, I watched Chips yeah. sober the first time. I fucking hated it. And then for the review, I recorded myself watching it drunk. And I got, you know, it's a different experience. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> you don't think there's some movies that are, like, made to be watched on drugs? Uh, <laughs> I guess, kind of. Like yeah, Fantastic well, Planet? Um, that's probably a good one, actually. Yeah, I was thinking Fantastic more of the Planets. Seth Rogen stoner comedies. Isn't that the only reason they exist? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched those. I, I usually like watching weird art films uh, under the influence of, of that kind of stuff. But, I mean, yeah. that's just me. Yeah, I usually uh, don't go into films with the, uh, I guess, goal of being uh intoxicated before i watch them if i'm having like a party or something and like it's a movie watching party then i'll be like yeah i want to like i'll choose movies that are good for watching when you're drunk because it's a party also you oh know? yeah yeah well i'm not saying i watch movies drunk alone i'm not like an alcoholic but <laughs> mm. <laughs> like if i'm with people and it's a fun social environment and i'm like let's put on rampage and get fucking plastered yeah i think that's i think that's a great thing to do yeah it's all about, you know, what your personal experiences or your personal preferences are. And, you know, every drug that exists affects different people differently. Everybody has a different brain, yeah. you know. So, right. you know, do whatever you want as long as you're Just... not harming other people and as long as you're careful and trying not to harm yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't do meth or anything like that either. That, that's just <laughs> dangerous. Uh, weed is okay. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. Is LSD okay? I don't think so. <laughs> LSD is probably dangerous. I'm not an uh, expert in LSD. Well, I I, we could have a longer discussion about this if you really want. Because <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of opinions on a lot of drugs, but uh, oh, I, right. I don't think... We'll uh, save that for its yeah, own special episode. It, it might just be a little long-winded if we do that. Mm -hmm. so. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> All right. So I highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah, maybe if you're a critic for the New York Times, um, don't go in. High as fuck if you're like gonna analyze a film. Well, I think that that's okay as long as you say that you did it. If you want to write your your review and be like, I was high, I guess. as long as you're mm -hmm. honest about it, just don't pretend that you weren't. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you should at least do both, though. That's what I'd do. Get, yeah. get in with both perspectives, <laughs> not just the high one. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, I watched, uh, I watched Iron Man 3 drunk out of my mind. It was pretty oh. funny. Mm -hmm. Did you like it? It was funny. Okay. <laughs> I found it humorous. <laughs> what, what does Drunk Adam give Iron Man 3? Uh, five or Ten six. Don't worry about being... Oh, five or six. Wow. And that's on fucking alcohol. Wow. Well, I mean, okay. it's a Marvel movie. They're all, like, <laughs> relatively the same. Okay. That's it's, fair. They're, all of them are around okay. that area for me, so... <laughs> Even Black yeah. Panther? I gave Black Panther a five. Yeah. Mm. Gosh. Yeah. It deserves a 9 or a 10. It's getting Oscar consideration. Mm. Watch it win Best Picture. They're really campaigning <laughs> for that. Did you guys see everyone on social media complaining about fucking Black Panther? No. Why would you complain about well, fucking time. a Black Panther? Well, there, there's a whole other reason for that. But, like, Marvel is saying they don't. Well, they invented this Oscar category, right? The best popular movie or whatever. The Black Panther and now, Award, yeah. And now Marvel and all the Marvel people are like, we don't need, like, the second place trophy. We, we're we going to consider Black Panther for, you know, we're going to try to push it to get best picture. Oh, and it's no. like, who cares? 
who cares about this fucking movie? And who cares yeah. about this dumb award show? I don't think anybody is expecting that it'll win Best Picture. And if it does, that would be the funniest thing on the planet. But they yeah, are pushing for it to get a nomination, which is funny because they're going to get a nomination anyway. There's 10 movies that mm -hmm. get nominated. Of course, they're going to nominate Black Panther. It doesn't matter what Disney and Marvel do. They're going to get nominated. Why not? That's why there's oh, 10 spots. Is so I don't you think can throw in get, movies well, that are popular that people like that, that you know aren't going to win, but you can pretend, you know? I don't. I don't think it was going to get an Oscar nom. I think of it will it's now. Get a nomination. Now it will because Oscars gave in a little bit. No, I don't think they were. That's why they invented that best popular movie category so that Black Panther could get nominated well, for that. Well, that's so it can, can actually win an award Oscar. Thing. Yeah. Uh, you think so? Why so not? you think they were going to nominate it for best popular movie and best picture? I don't yeah. think that was going to. Yeah, happen. they I'd, probably would nominate really? it for some, well, you know, like best effects or some shit. No. Well, yeah, best it'll, effects. It'll get a Best Picture it. nomination. I'm pretty confident about that. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. We can make a bet now. Oh, yeah? 20 bucks. Delete your channel if you lose. <laughs> We're too late for that. <laughs> I already deleted it. All right, All right. next question. Pastor underscore James sixty nine sixty nine sixty nine sixty nine says, "When you buy movies, do you prefer to buy them on DVD, digital, Blu-ray, or four K, and why?" Uh, I'm a collector kind of person, and for things that I love, I like to have the best possible uh, way of watching it. I don't go out of my way for like box sets unless it's something that I like adore, like I really love. But if I want to yeah. own something and it's available on 4K Blu-ray, hell yeah, because that usually comes with a regular Blu-ray anyway. So I'll only buy things digitally like on iTunes if, let's say, I don't care about it enough and I just want to watch it and have the convenience to watch it right away. Or if it's not available in HD on on any other platform. So like a movie like James White is only on DVD but not Blu-ray. So I got it on iTunes because it's 720p there. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm with you. I try to get the best possible like quality. Usually 4K Blu-ray. If they don't have the 4K Blu-ray, I just get the Blu-ray. I hate owning things digitally because you always lose track of it, and you got to remember fucking account names and and passwords, and it's not worth it. Just, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I just like I like having a shelf of just movies, and I pick from mm -hmm. it. I okay. know what I have. It's all organized by genre. I just pick out what I want. I love how you always say genre, as if you're saying genre. the name John. John. John Ra. John Ra. Yeah, his last name's Ra. John Ra. John Ra. <laughs> hey, jo hey, John Ra. <laughs> what about you, Alex? I always try and go for digital myself, because I don't like yeah. things taking up space. Um, I, I try and get it on iTunes, although I'm finding it annoying at the moment because of the weird mm -hmm. way... 4K movies are being released. Like anything by Disney, they won't release in 4K on iTunes. Oh, at least here. Mm. Um, really annoying. So you have to buy it physically, um, which is mm -hmm. way more expensive here and takes up space. And it's like noisy when it plays in the player. First world problems, but you know. iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> Convenience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The 4K is not that big a deal for, for me anyway. It's it's hardly noticeable on most televisions. Really? You reckon? Yeah, I do. Well, if, if you got a like I got one really nice 4K TV, but if I'm not watching it on that, then I honestly can't tell the difference between yeah. the 4Ks and the 
I mean, I still think 4K is important, and, you know, you should be recording on the highest resolution you possibly can. But in terms of watching a movie, 1080p will do. I got, like, a, a 4K projector, though, so it's, like, a big screen. Oh, nice. I've got the oh, yeah? uh, BenQ, uh, is it W1070, or what was it? I don't know. It's the new, like, 4K from BenQ. Ben mm, 1070 was nice. the older model, I think. I think this is the yeah. 1700, yeah. W1700 is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm really happy with it. That's, yeah. I mean, that, that sounds, sounds awesome. One day yeah. I'm going to get a 4K projector. One day. Mm-hmm. But you have to just have a blank wall or something, or like a sheet you pull down. Uh, you can get a screen. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. I I have the space for it. I have like a big yeah. like theater room basically that I've gotten set up. Just unfortunately, the more things you have in your setup, like all this like audio equipment and HDMI switchers and shit, like the more things mm-hmm. you add to it, the more things that can go wrong. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yeah. So like it's been a long and painful process just getting it. To, to work properly, but I think that it's fine now. But mm. I'm happy with it. That's, That's an awesome cool. idea. I've forgotten about projectors for some reason. Oh, yeah. That that uh, new model that I got is like a really affordable 4K 3D projector compared to what existed before it. Oh. Yeah. Well, what's the... I mean, you can send it to me later, actually. Because I, I want to make like a nice home theater. Yeah. It's the I think it's the W1700 from BenQ. Yeah, because I want to make like a home theater, a nice home theater. It's mm-hmm. one of my dreams, but can't do it right now. Don't even have my own place right now. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> okay, I got that. Next question. We got yeah. a pretty deep question here from Fabio Wants to Die, who says, mm. "Memes aside, do you think the Shrek films are good?" <laughs> this is yeah. an important one. Um, yeah, where where do we land on the Shrek one. films? Have we all seen every Shrek film? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen Shrek the Halls. Oh yeah, I haven't oh, seen that oh, one. Oh yeah, have you seen Shrek 4D? Is that a movie? Yeah, yeah, man. Actually, no, I it's seen the that one that's in Universal Studios. Oh, but they no, also released it on DVD. One. Like you can just watch it, but they also have it in Universal Studios. For there's a Shrek so. Forever After. Is that the fourth one? Yeah, yeah that's, that's the fourth. That's one. the actual okay. fourth one. Yeah. Are we counting Puss in Boots as well? I didn't see Puss no, in Boots. No, Puss in Boots. Out. Okay. I saw the, the last one I saw was Shrek, Shrek the ones. Third, and uh, I didn't like that one very much. I did like the first two from memory, and mm. also from playing the first one on Beat Saber recently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that whole yeah. I think video. Shrek Two is like one of the better sequels that exists out there for like animated films. Yeah, Shrek Two is pretty good. Yeah, I rewatched Shrek One like a few months ago. Yeah. It's it's very dated. Um, the music, the pop music the early 2000s fucking it's ridiculous but um i mean it was okay it's what it tries to be <laughs> you know it's it's a successful yeah. it, it ushered in an era of kids movies with adult enough jokes that adults aren't completely bored watching them you can yeah. bring your kids to the movie and you're not sitting through it and being tortured the entire time Mm-hmm. I think that's. It also cool. started the it started the trend of dance numbers at the end of movies as well. I don't think end so. Of animated movies. I, don't I think, think so. so. You don't think that it's... happened before Shrek? I don't. I don't. I don't think so. it was the first. With but like it, the it, pop it... music. Yeah, Toy Story <laughs> you know, two like... had it, didn't it? It did. I think there's tons of movies yeah, the where end. they danced at In the Toy end. Toy Story two. I I want to say Toy Story two might be the first one. Mm, maybe. I don't know. But anyway, the the first Shrek. Someone um, let us know. 
there is there is a, an underlying sort of clever thing about the original Shrek, mm-hmm. I reckon, being like the yeah. parody of the of all the Disney yeah. movies. It's a That's fuck like you a to Disney angle to go for. Yeah, yeah exactly. The premise I like is that very whole clever. angle. Yeah. yeah, um, it is extremely dated. I can just picture the Matrix jokes and mm. oh yeah, and Donkey says like Smash Mouth. It's cute, I guess. It's all right, and they gradually mm-hmm. just get worse. Shrek Two, I remember being alright, but I haven't seen that one since it came out. Pretty much, Shrek yeah. Three, four, whatever. Three is fucking awful. From what three I remember, is dreadful. Yeah, I remember it being completely one. uninspired and boring. Yeah, cash grab. And the fourth one, I don't remember at all. I think Rapunzel. No, not Rapunzel. What's his name? Rumpelstiltskin was in the fourth one, right? Yeah, he sends mm-hmm. Shrek into an alternate universe, and Fiona's what? like, I don't really remember. Tough. Oh yeah, do you remember that? I, no, it, and there's like all these <laughs> Shreks in the in the woods or whatever. Uh huh. Oh my god. I remember yeah. is they had like babies or something, and it was really annoying. <laughs> 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 Holy shit, dude! You're bringing back like these horrible memories. I feel like I'm in then... Jacob's ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing like fucking visions. Babies. Do you have PTSD? Oh yeah. From Shrek. Shrek yeah, third, from Shrek three and four. Yeah. <laughs> I see like Shrek's head fucking like like spazzing out really fast like in Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> mm. uh. Yeah, I could watch Shrek 2 again. Is that yeah. your recommendation? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> you said you wanted to uh. do an animated movie. Yeah, why not? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's a yeah. good adult animated no. movie. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, we need to we need to bring it back. We need to do some okay. uh I got I got a yeah. uh, bunch of uh Blu-rays of of animated things. We're doing a recommendation now, by the way, for next mm-hmm. uh, next episode. Uh, so if you want to uh, join the discussion next episode, then watch this uh, film before the next episode airs. I haven't exactly decided what film I want to recommend. Um, trying to whittle it down here. We've got flip a coin. Uh, well, there's five of them. <laughs> okay, go on um, realrandomizer.com. Uh. Mm-hmm. Let's. Huh, uh, it's so difficult for me. Okay, fuck it. We're doing um, a, a 2009 stop motion animated film from France called uh, A Town Called Panic or Panique au Village. Oh, I, I've oh, seen it. Great. Yeah, oh, I've seen, seen it. Too. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll, let, I'll, I'll edit Redo. that out. I'll edit okay. that out. I'll edit that out. A great movie, though. Like this was no, no, a, no, don't edit it out. We'll just change it. Well, it's no, because okay. then I don't want people to be disappointed that we're not discussing it. So I will edit it. Oh, yeah. So I'll just. No, what? We'll discuss like... both next week. How about that, everybody? No. Well, I mean, we, we could. <laughs> if you really want. If, we, if, if you want, we could. Yeah, we could. Why not? It's you... a good movie. Okay. Uh, actually, there's, as there's long not as you don't feel bad about, about like, uh, you know, me getting two picks at once, but yeah. No. I just didn't want to. We could okay. like we could talk. It's, there's not much to say about it, right? It's a funny movie. I I love it. But anyway, it's it's just one of those things that I like introducing to people. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Okay. We'll we'll mention it then. Uh, okay. Next next episode. Uh, okay. But instead, I'll uh, for the selection. I've got a uh, 2009 stop motion animated uh, film called uh, Marion Max from Australia. Oh. Great. Which you guys haven't seen. Cool. Yeah, I haven't seen that. There we go. (laughs) I wasn't sure. Found one. (laughs) I didn't think uh, a town called Panic was that popular. I thought that that was kind of a a hidden gem for most people. No. I knew of it for some reason. 
Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it was in my on my 2009 list. So if either of you watched that, then maybe. But that yeah, might have been that's, my sword. That's why. Yeah. That's how I heard of it. Okay. Well, um, I think this one was also on my 2009 list. But this is an Australian film. It has uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in it. It's, it's uh, stop one. motion animated. Yeah, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman in a lot of uh, very recommendable movies. He's been in what three, three that we've recommended so, so far. far? Uh, yeah, I don't Punch know. Drunk Love, Happiness, this, and then this one. Uh, yeah, I think he's maybe winning. something else. Someone know. in the comments can figure out who's winning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, we'll uh, discuss this uh, next episode. You don't, uh, you don't have to look up much about it. I don't think it's. Much to there's much to spoil about it. It's more about the experience, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something that I think we'll have a good discussion on, and it's something that I think uh, more people should see. So uh, there awesome. you go. And I guess we might yeah. also discuss a town called Panic, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but mostly Mary and Max. Mm-hmm. You got it. Mostly. All right. Awesome pick. We did it. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Sardonicast. If you would like to support the show or also if you would like to be able to listen to these episodes early, uh, you can head over to sardonicast.com and uh, sign up. $2 a month gets you these episodes as soon as they're edited, so usually a few days before they're uh, published publicly. You can also go to patreon.com slash sardonicast. That will do the exact same thing. Thank you very much. And uh, any uh, things you want to say before we say bye bye? Nope. 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 That's it. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs>